Welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. I'm Craig McLeod. You are I'm John Douglas. And, and I'd like to, to welcome, 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 Alicia McConnell from realestate.com.au. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Very, very delighted to have you with us today and excited to hear a little bit from you about how things have been over the last eight months and from a business perspective, but also a busy young mum as well. So keen to hear and, and wonder how many knocks on the door we'll get from the tiny people today. <laughs> that's one thing that's changed over COVID. My three-year-old couldn't reach the door handle at the start, but now she can, so she can let herself into the room, which you've seen. Um, yeah, it's been a, a big eight months or so. It's a bit of a blur, to be honest. When I was casting my back mind back to March, I was like, wow, what even happened? It, it was yeah. a whirlwind, and I'm sure you two felt the same. But um, we, as a company... We transitioned to working from home pretty easily. We were already set up from that point of view. Um, people were doing it sort of ad hoc here and there. So all the systems and processes were in place. So from that point of view, that was quite easy. But then everyone had to get used to, um, you know, you can't you can't go up and tap someone on the shoulder when you want to have a conversation. You don't get the lift chats or the, the water cooler chats. So... I think the Zoom fatigue kicked in pretty quickly because um, it's just meeting after meeting after meeting because that's the only way you can you can talk to someone. Um, yeah, you guys are really tight. A really sorry? tight bunch. You guys are a really tight bunch as well. I know from from our experience and our interaction with you guys, you you very sort of connected, and and I imagine you would have had to do a bunch of Zoom calls to get anywhere near the connection you had in the office, which the office is beautiful too, by the way. It is beautiful and um, we, we just opened sort of a new part to of the office in April but no one's actually been in there yet, which is a shame, so we can't wait to get back and see that. But, yeah, so, so we sort of had to find our new operating rhythm and, you know, not too many Zoom meetings and um, I think, you know, after a couple of weeks we sort of all settled down a bit from that point of view, which was nice. Um, and from my personal work perspective, yeah, we had to pivot our plans pretty quickly. We had lots of events planned. We were in the middle of a large national event series. We'd just done Melbourne with over a thousand customers. We'd done Adelaide. We had Sydney, Brisbane and Perth to go and they didn't happen. Stopped. Um, so, yeah. pardon? Stopped. All of it stopped. just stopped. Yeah, stopped. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Um, luckily, we'd made the decision to film all of the Melbourne event because um, there was it was a speaker series essentially probably about 30 different sessions. We'd filmed all of them, not knowing about COVID or how valuable that would be, but we were able to quickly transition that and put it online so that the customers in all the other states could still access that content. Obviously, what, the was that, what was that called? What was that series called for the listeners? Sorry, Prop 20. Um, yeah. yeah, so that was for all all real estate documentary customers, property developers, real estate agents, commercial real estate agents, even media customers. So it was nice that we could still get the content in front of everyone. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we also had lots and lots of small events planned. So, you know, lunches with our chief economists and yeah. breakfast with other, um, other leaders and obviously none of them could happen either. So... Um, it was a big change pretty quickly. So how did you, the, sorry, Jada, you, you go. You, well, you, no, no, I just wondered what the um, what's the what's the feeling in the industry? I mean, I know we, we get a kind of a, a jaundiced view from Melbourne because we haven't been allowed to leave our rooms. Like I feel like I'm yeah, twelve yeah. again. But the, like, what's the feeling like in the in the wider business 
area about you know because I feel like when real estate's booming, the rest of the company, the rest of the country, kind of just bubbles along with it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's interesting. I think at the very start, there was all these big predictions, prices are going to fall by 30% or 50%, you know, and it was quite scary at the time, but that hasn't happened. Um, The rest of the country bounced back pretty quickly and they're, you know, things seem pretty normal for them now in terms of the real estate industry. Obviously, Melbourne's been a little bit different, um, but as soon as things have opened up again and the private inspections have been allowed, it's bounced straight back. So yeah. everyone's feeling positive and, you know, super positive leading into FY, not FY21, 2021, that you know, we'll get back to normal again pretty quickly. Yeah. So, and Leash, you had all of this fortuitous content that you'd been able to film and you're in a position now where all of a sudden, because I know, you know, we, we were with you when you did just on Melbourne and then... Mm-hmm. I think it was Sydney was due next, wasn't it? Was next on the, or, or was it you were heading west or south, wherever it was, but you had one of the states yeah. ready to go and you're like, what are we going to do? So how did you pivot? What, what was the plan to go from, you know, very much a press the flesh kind of idea of, of how you deliver the message to to, to the, the customer to now all of a sudden, well, we can't even, you know, get, get relatively close to you, let alone anywhere near you to be able to deliver all of those insights and information. Yeah, um, we, we made the decision pretty quickly to put it online. Um, so obviously there was a lot of video footage that had to be, had to be you know, cut and edited and that was a big job for the agency that did all of that. Um, and then we needed to build a website that would allow for that. So up until that point, the, the website was just a register here essentially. Um, so we had to flip that on its head and obviously those things don't happen overnight. <laughs> Um, so that was a big job. Um, That's an understatement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, even when you've got like this amazing development team, JD, stuff yeah. doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Guess what? They're all doing other stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, at the time they were also focusing on, you know, listings and yeah. digital inspection videos because people couldn't list. So there was a lot of competing priorities, obviously, Um but, yeah, we, we got the content up um, and then we had to push it out to customers and tell our sales team and encourage them to view the content and share it with their customers. But there was also, you know, customers' minds were elsewhere at the same time because yeah, exactly, yeah. worried about keeping their own businesses afloat because um, that was that quite scary time at the start. So I think the value of that content probably came after things had settled down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and everyone was in a better headspace and, you know, we all realised the world wasn't going to end. Yeah. Um, we were going to be okay, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, Leash, as well, when you got to that point of getting the content out, I'm really keen to to hear from you how the customers received it. What was the what was the thought from the customers? Like, you know, Melbourne got that experience one-to-one and, and really got an intimate connection with the speakers. But then when they had to look at it from an online perspective, I was really surprised at, at how, they, how, how they kind of absorbed it. Yeah, I think um, people transition pretty quickly. They realise pretty quickly this is how we, this is how everything's running now. You know, face-to-face isn't going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Um, that expectation sort of disappeared pretty quickly. So we also um, had launched a webinar series and same thing, like because we realised the appetite for information from our customers 
was so big. So webinars, they just, so many people were registering and dialing in and Prop 20, they were consuming all the content. So it was sort of a a bit of a perfect storm in a way because they just wanted to know things Um, because there was so much unknown in the world at the time. It's like, give me something solid and tangible and, you know, real data that I can hold on to. Yeah. And do you think that'll do you think that'll change the way you do things going forward? Like, yeah, definitely. So um, we, we doubled in webinars before, um, but we, for the most part, we did face to face events, um, and so we've got Nerida and Cameron, our economists, and they'd fly all over the country and present to customers, which is great, and it's really nice having that small, intimate experience in the Q and A and and being face to face, but. Obviously, then when you do it online, you open up the access to so many more people. Um, so I think it's probably going to be a bit of both going forward. And, and, a, and a mix of both at the same time? Like, do, you think you'll get, do you think you'll get to a point where you can actually juggle face-to-face and remote kind of, you know, circus master style? Yeah, yeah. I hope so I because I, I think there's our customers will get to a point where they want both. Yeah. Um, the face-to-face is really important and it allows for better conversation, right? The Q&A in a webinar with hundreds of people doesn't work as well as when it's a smaller group and you're in the same room. And um, so I think different styles and and different objectives, but the, you know, once we get to a point where everyone feels comfortable and that's allowed, we will go back to the smaller scale events where we're all in the same room and the larger scale ones where anyone can, dial in and then we make the content available on demand afterwards yeah yeah yeah. and the you're in the um i'm gonna say the b2b space yes so what do your like one of the things that we um we face when we're dealing with a lot of b2b customers is helping them understand that quite often there is a is that b2b to c evolution that you kind of recognise their end mm-hmm. customer's needs. Yeah. But I'm just wondering in 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 your in your industry is that is that is that happening or is it still very much a kind of B two B conversation? No, I, probably for um, in the residential space where I I have worked in the past. I'm not working in that area at the moment, but that's huge because we're essentially talking to real estate agents who then have to go yep. to vendors and say. Hey, you should list your property on realestate.com.au. So we, it's not just the conversation with the real estate agent; it's got it's got to go one further, and they've got to sell our product to the consumer, the vendor. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah. that that's definitely a big um, a big part of the residential team, and they've been focusing on providing content for agents to share with vendors that comes from us. So that B two B to C. And is that successful for you? Like, is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. Um, We've really ramped up our data and insights and producing regular reports and monthly packs and weekly snapshots. And we realised pretty quickly it's not just the customers that want to see it, it's the consumers as well. They need to know that people are still visiting our site, that people are still transacting transacting in property during this time. Um, And then that helps get them across the line to say, yeah, it's it's actually not a bad time to sell my property at the moment. There's the market's still there. There's still appetite. We're we're seeing record numbers on our site every month. Um, So 
that information got, getting down the chain is really important to that end. It makes me want to list my house. I feel <laughs> Well, maybe you should. <laughs> I don't know if Mrs. D is going to be too happy about that, my boy, but maybe before <laughs> you just go, you know what, I'm going to sell the house. <laughs> It'll come as a surprise when she sees the sign go up at the front. Poor yeah. She'll come in and say, um, did you forget to tell me something? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Leash, Crystal Ball fool me for a minute, just, just for a second. Tell me what you think, you know, this is going to be the strangest spring carnival ever, right? So spring carnival is going to be virtual, but I'm interested in hearing, you know, you've been around this space for a long time. You're very knowledgeable. You're very well connected. You know, you're a very, very smart person. What does the future look like? And again, short term through to Christmas and then post as we head into the back end of FY21, how do you see it for your business? I think um, I thought you were going to ask me, Crystal Ball, who's going to win the Melbourne Cup. Um, let's, let's, let's jump off that bridge. Who's going to win? <laughs> no idea. I haven't looked at the horses yet. I'll probably look Tuesday morning. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, normally at this time of the year, we'd be taking to our uh, taking our customers to the races. Yeah. It's, it's kind Sweet. of all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think from an internal perspective, we won't be going back to the office anytime soon. That won't happen before Christmas. I think yeah. Um, yeah. next year they're saying. Um, from the industry, I think it'll tick through to Christmas. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the summer period because. There has been, it has been quieter. I think it'll keep going. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, awesome, it'll probably take off again, which it does every year. Um, it, it took off this year and then obviously it dipped, but I'd say it'll take off and, and keep going. Yeah. Hoping, obviously. I think that's a, a pretty a pretty solid assessment of what's going to happen. I think because particularly in Victoria, people can't travel. So we can't go beyond regional Victoria if we get out, you know, coming up in, in the next few yeah. days. But I would say you're on the money thinking that a lot of people might work through because they've missed that opportunity to gain a bunch of revenue in those, you know, whatever it was, uh, 200, I can't, I can't remember what the, the days are, but through from mm. March up to now. So if they yeah. end up working through, fingers crossed your business can be in a position where, you know, there starts to become a bunch more of activity. I mean, you've got the biggest number of eyeballs you've ever had on the site at, at this sort of time. So hopefully the builders and the developers and the real estate agents, both uh, residential and commercial, can see see that opportunity is the biggest way for them to sort of capture some of the money that they might have missed because generally from you know the back end of December through to the start of February it's it's quieter isn't it mm. it it's funny it's quieter from a listings point of view yeah. it's not quiet from people visiting the site that yeah. appetite state maintains and that's um you know, something we need to always remind our customers, it does not drop over, drop off over summer. Um, the, the consumers are still there and they're still looking. So, yeah, ho- hopefully it just from a, a customer and listings point of view, it, it maintains and then I would say takes off again. A different kind of question for you, Leash, is one, one that I'd love for our audience to get a bit of an idea on. And, and the three of us are very, very family focused, like big on, on family, big on, you know, parents, big on mums returning to work, big on all of that. But I want to know how it's been for you, young mum, kids at home, not being able to go to childcare for a period of time and and busy. I, I just want to get a sense from you. How are you and how have you been? <laughs> yeah, it's um, that, it's hard to answer. There are definitely pros and cons. My yeah. kids, I've got two daughters, three and one. So it's been really nice to have that extra time at home. Um, 
and I only came back from mat leave last November. Yeah. Um, my husband then went on paternity leave for a couple of months. So my one-year-old doesn't even really know us being in the office. She's had someone home, you know, at home the whole time. Yeah, which is so nice. Um, when you're one-year-old, you just want your parents around you the whole time. Um, so the extra time's been great. They don't normally go to childcare. Our My parents and my in-laws look after them, so they spend four days a week with the grandparents. So while we've been able to do that, that's been fine. I would, so I work for my parents' house while they're looking after the kids. My my husband does the same at his parents' house. But then when it went into stage four and that couldn't happen, that's when it got really hard. Um, and initially we thought, because my parents are within 5Ks, we thought that was still allowed. It was an existing relationship uh, arrangement within five kilometres. So mum and dad were still helping, but then we did realise, oh, no, actually that's for permitted workers only. Yeah. So what are we going to do here? Because it's just impossible. You know, yeah. the days the days, two of us working, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, the house would be turned upside down. Um <laughs> You couldn't you couldn't be on Zoom all day, and most of the day is spent on Zoom for us. Um, it was just the stress on the whole family was yeah. incredible. Um, so we tried. My husband had a stack of leave that he needed to take, so he took that. I tried to take off extra days here and there just to limit the actual number of days where we had to had to go through that because it was not yeah. pleasant to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then even now we're at the back of that, so um, the parents, the grandparents can help again, which is good. But it is, you know, there's no downtime. It's you're with the kids and then you're on and you're, you're switched on and you're in a meeting or you're working and then as soon as you finish, you're out with the kids again. So I think we're both missing that, the commute in between and that downtime to sort of. Oh, so important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That whole. You know, switch off or. Yeah, yeah. Like the, my my wife is the same. The good lady Douglas is a, a she's it wasn't a it wasn't a breakdown, but there was a certain there was a realization halfway through that it was like, where's where's my time? Like mm. where, where's the bit where I where I'm not on? Like on yeah. the screen yeah. or you know yep. wherever. It's just yep. that's the that's the hidden pressure I think of this whole thing yep. is the bit that we actually don't the pressures we don't realise we have or the, the outlets we, we don't realise we have. And I think, yeah. Jaden, as well, young mums in particular, I mean, us as dads, it's it's a little different. Mums don't get to turn off. Like that's the part with Leash that I was, you know, really wanted to hear and to hear that it wasn't easy. That's kind of the untold tally of this, you know, mm. this back end of lockdown is that you've got this group of busy working mums that are now childcare that are dinner that are washing and you know there's probably a bunch of of partners like you JD who are very immersed and involved and I say that with tongue in cheek I'm very connected with my children too but <laughs> about helping out because you're you know, about to get a barrister's letter my friend you're about to get a solicitor's letter <laughs> but ultimately like I think it's real important for people to hear from you Leash on that particularly the young mums and know out there that it wasn't easy and they're not alone that it wasn't easy and you know what fingers crossed as we come out the other side that time to get self is just around the corner and, and that's so important for, for, for parents, particularly with, you know, a one and three-year-old. You guys are busy, like real busy. Yeah. 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 It's nonstop. And, you know, the house, the one-year-old, she'll just yeah. open the door and throw things and take every book out of the bookshelf and you just have to let all that stuff go because it, it's not, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not worth worrying about 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lish, you've been an absolutely amazing guest. I'm super grateful. Have you got a parting thought? Have you got something that that you could leave the listeners with? And it can be parental, can be about realestate.com.au, or it can be about, you know what, the uh, Melbourne Cup winner. Up to you. But we'd love to get a love to get a parting thought for you from you. I think I think what we've realized over this time is that no one no one knew what was going to happen, obviously. No one knew how it was going to go. Um, so it's that whole idea of build the plane as you're flying it. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. You don't have to have all the answers, but you can still keep moving forward and moving quickly. And, you know, you do what you think's right. And yeah, if you're adding on the wings as you're going, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 Just, keep moving, just keep moving forward. Keep, keep moving, moving forward. forward. Yeah. 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 Even if forward turns out to be backwards down the track, that's all right. Just keep moving. Well, that's brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's been another edition of The Bones of Advertising. Thanks so much for joining us, Leash. JD, don't go changing. I'll see you next week. You will. Thanks, Leash. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.